Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia, has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, hello, my friends. It's me, Carmela, from Happy Calories Don't Count. How are you? It has been a hot minute, has it not? <laughs> well, I am back with episode number 33 of the Food is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast. And this episode is all about that elusive law of attraction. Does it work? Does it not work? Can it work for weight loss? What's up with that? Do you believe in it? Oh, yes, my friends, I have had so many questions and conversations about this topic recently that I thought it warranted its own podcast episode. So before we begin, I do have to give my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional, and I do not presume to diagnose or treat any medical or mental condition. That said... I do have a perspective. I am an award-winning author, speaker, and coach, and everything I teach is original content based on healing my own pain, shame, and drama around food, exercise, my body, and my weight. I quite literally have been there, done that, have the t-shirt, and wrote the books. My books are called Happy Calories Don't Count, Neither Does Unhappy Exercise, and Food Is Not a Four-Letter Word also the title of this podcast. You can find both books at Amazon and on my website. And my website is also where you will find those t-shirts. Wink, wink. So before we dive into the topic, let's ground with our three deep breaths, shall we? Please play along if you can. Here we go. Let's take a deep breath in. And exhale. And again, deep breath in and exhale. Last one, all the way down to your toes. Deep breath in and exhale. Good job. How do you feel? A little more grounded, a little more centered. Hey, did you raise your vibration at all? Maybe this is a tool you can add to your toolkit, right? So, my take on Law of Attraction. Yes, it's real. It is a real spiritual principle. And you can use this real spiritual principle to empower yourself and better your life. My issue with the Law of Attraction is that it is frequently misunderstood and misapplied, and therefore can create a lot of pain, shame, and drama. That's the part I have issue with. When people are trying to better their lives, trying to heal the pain, shame, and drama by using an alternative approach that does not only not heal it, it only deepens the pain and perpetuates it, right? And so I'll get into a lot of the nuances and a lot of the... Um, places where there are logical leaps or flawed logic where you can stay stuck. 
But the beauty of the happy calories don't count approach is that by working the five steps of the happy calories don't count method, and not even thinking about law of attraction, just working the steps of the method that allows the law of attraction to work through you and work with you to bring you those results that you desire without your having to fall victim to those mind traps and those paradoxes that keep so many people stuck. All right. So when I'm teaching law of attraction in the context of happy calories don't count, I'm not teaching law of attraction. I'm just teaching the five steps. And then because we're working the five steps, the law of attraction can then come in to support us. So it is a principle that I absolutely do believe in and agree with. I just have issue with a lot of the places that um, people can get stuck based on misunderstandings and lack of specificity with language. That is a really big deal because people come to law of attraction because they're in pain, right? Why why do we study anything? You know, we have a problem. We want to fix this problem. Um, we're in pain. We want, to, we want a way out. And so as we're all coming to this discipline, we all have our own baggage. We all have our own history. And so we have we have a, a language model, how we're using words to describe our historical past. And so when we hear somebody say something like manifest or raise your vibration or, you know, something like that, manifest is a real big word that has a lot of triggers, we, we will have these assumptions about what that might look like. And then when reality doesn't meet our expectations, then there's a disconnect. So let's just start at the beginning, shall we? We're actually starting with my first book, Happy Calories Don't Count. I, um, I said it right right there. Um, you, why, why do you want the body that you want? Why do you want anything that you want? You only want anything that you want, including that body that you want, because you think having it will make you happy. And that's a good thing, right? There's no shame. There's no judgment. There's nothing around that, right? You want the body that you want because you think having it will make you happy. Now, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of pop culture psychologists, friends, actual legitimate psychologists, you know, then they're going to they're gonna nitpick that thing about that idea that having that body you want will make you happy. You know, they're going to all get into your self-esteem. Well, is your self-esteem really dependent upon what you look like? You need to raise your self-worth, girlfriend. You know, so they, they go down that route. And don't get me wrong, having a positive self-image, having good self-esteem, having, you know, understanding your value as a human being, you know, self-worth, those are all really important traits, but they're irrelevant for this conversation, right? So I believe that you want the body that you want. You want to lose the 10 pounds. We're just going to use that as an example. You want to lose the 10 pounds you want you want because you think having that will make you happy. I'm like, right, go for it. I believe you. You you think that having losing those 10 pounds is going to make you happy. And I believe you that that having that body that you want that's 10 pounds lighter is going to make you happy. Now, what happens? It's how, how do you lose the 10 pounds? Right. So traditionally, 
in the traditional world, how you're going to lose those 10 pounds is you are going to do some sort of diet or exercise program. And somewhere along the line, this diet or exercise program becomes unfun. It might start out fun. It might be like, okay, I'm really going to take control of my life now. I'm really, you know, I, no more excuses. I'm going to I'm going to stand up and I'm going to go to the gym every morning and I'm going to get rid of the sugar and I'm only going to eat organic or clean or vegan or whatever it is. And for those first few three, four days, it might actually be fun, you know, because you're feeling like you're in control. You're making some changes. So there's a lot of positive psychology around that. There's there's probably positive physiology around that too because you know hey your body does like to move things like that and so you have this this experience of of joy and and like hey you know i can do this this is awesome right and then about day 4 or week 4 or month 4 or year 4 or you know however long it's been it finally starts to be not so fun right? It, it starts to be like you're living according to this diet. This external thing is telling you what you can and can't do. This external, exer you're beholden to an exercise program. So the experience of that stuff starts to become unfun. Now, if you go back to the idea that you want what you want, you want to lose the 10 pounds that you want to lose because you think having it will make you happy. So that end goal isn't the 10 pounds. The 10 pounds is a vehicle, the vehicle to get you to your end goal, which is happiness. So if your end goal is ultimately happiness and this diet or exercise program you are doing to try to get you to your end goal is making you unhappy, then there's a contradiction in terms. You can't, you cannot, there's a dissonance. You cannot get that which you want because you, your experience of trying to get it is not in harmony with the outcome of what you want. And so even if you use that, you use that diet and exercise program to lose the 10 pounds, your 10 pounds is gone, but you're not ultimately happy because, hey, guess what? Now you have to maintain that weight loss. Right. And so then you have to use that diet or exercise program to maintain that. And that's not fun and happy. And so you never get even if you lose the 10 pounds, you're still miserable. Right. So in a sense, it's not really about the weight at all. It's about that end goal of happiness. OK. And so then, yes, it is true that if if the end goal is really happiness, you don't have to lose the weight to experience that right now. You can find the psychological state of being where you can be happy right now without having lost the weight. Now, I know that's a scary thought, and I'm not telling you that you don't need to lose 10 pounds. Like, if you want to lose the 10 pounds, lose 10 pounds. That's fine, right? We're talking about these, these psychological, spiritual ter um, terms and these principles of one of which is law of attraction, right? And so there's th this idea that that doing this, doing the work to achieve the goal that you want to achieve in traditional terms is cumbersome. It's difficult. It's hard. It's soul-sucking, right? And it's not ultimately getting you what you want because you lose the 10 pounds and then you're still miserable. 
So you you hear about this thing called law of attraction. And a lot of law of attraction teachers and books and podcasts and, you know, the lingo of law of attraction is, you know, this idea of manifestation, you know, manifestation. And what is manifestation? Manifestation is this idea that, you know, something just kind of comes into existence. You know, you didn't have to work for it. It just kind of shows up in your life miraculously and magically somehow. It was just manifested. So in a psychological way, it's kind of a workaround for not having to do the work, right? And so I think on a deep unconscious level, that's another place where this kind of gets trip, trippy, trippied. Um, people start to get a little, um, they, they, they won't take the full leap to believe in law of attraction because it's too good to be true, because you're trying to cheat the system in a way. Uh, and this is particularly, particularly true when it comes to diet drama. I, I can't tell you how true this is. And that's why we don't even talk about it. We just work the five steps, okay? Um, and I'll get there in a second. But this idea that why do you want to manifest something? What, what's the whole point of manifesting. It's so that you can have what you want in a way that's easy and fun and, and you don't want to work at it, right? And so then what happens is if, if someone's trying to use law of attraction to lose weight, it's like, well, I, I can eat whatever I want and I can lose weight, but, but wait, I can eat sugar um, I can eat ice cream. That that doesn't square with my rational mind. And so then you're doing all sorts of kind of mental gymnastics, trying to get yourself to believe something that you don't really believe in because you have to believe in it before you can see it. It's not the, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you got to believe in it first before it can manifest. So there are all sorts of hurdles and contradictions and and obstacles on your path to try to use the law of attraction how it is traditionally taught. And quite frankly, that's how that that's why um, the industry is so huge and why people study it so so long and so in-depth because they're constantly trying to overcome these hurdles and and understand, get out of the sand traps. You know, there are a lot of paradoxes. So um, one of the perspectives, how they, how they teach the law of attraction, is the idea that everything in the universe is made up of, of energy, you know? And that's a true, I, I, would, I would say that that's a true statement. I don't have any disagreement with that at all, right? Everything in the universe is made up of energy, you know? And, and then you'll, if you're talking to one of your muggle friends, they'll, you know, like hit the desk. What do you mean? This is solid. I, what are you talking about? This is real. I'm, I'm planting my foot on the earth. And you're trying to have this conversation about these esoteric principles because you're trying to convince yourself that they're true. Because if they're true, then you can get what you want without the pain. And if you can't get what you want without the pain, well, then the pain will never go away. And then then you're really up a creek without a paddle and you don't know what to do you know, and the anxiety and the fear and the drama kick in, right? So yes, everything in the universe is made up of vibrations. Yes, like frequencies tend to find each other. Yes, right? These are all true principles. Now, this is where it starts to get a little hairy. 
what happens is that you come to law of attraction because you're in pain. You want a problem solved. And the traditional way of trying to solve the problem is not doing it. And so you hear about this other thing that is going to help you solve your problem because you think you can do it through this idea of manifestation. And so what they'll, what they'll teach you is they'll teach you that your problem, the reason that you have this problem in your life, whether it is the extra 10 pounds or whether it is a job that is unfulfilling or whether it is a, a mate that is um, unkind and doesn't respect you or no mate at all, you know, whatever the issue is, um, the, the logical conclusion of how people are, are understanding teaching and perpetuating the notion of law of attraction is that what you are experiencing in your reality is because you hold a certain vibrational frequency and that the circumstances and situations in your life are a vibrational match to the frequency that you are giving off. So if you want to change your situation, if you want to change the circumstances of your life, the conditions of your life, you can do that. You can, quote unquote, manifest that in a miraculous way by doing the inner work of changing your vibrations and your frequencies, which will then attract a different set of circumstances and experiences into your life that meet that higher vibration. And the general idea is that the higher thy the higher the vibration, the happier, more pleasant, you know, more abundant, more godlike and wonderful the experiences are, and the lower the vibration, the more sad and discontent and despairing the situation and circumstances are. Those are those are kind of the general ideas of what is spoken about in this this industry and in this community and this this idea, right? Now, there's something that very few people point out. There are all sorts of logical contradictions that go on when people try to apply a spiritual principle or a spiritual truth to a real-life circumstance or situation. Now, the very, very basic, stripped-down, oversimplified version, and it's, it's very much an oversimplified oversimplification there I can speak, although I hear it taught a lot. I do. I hear it taught so much. And it is such an oversimplification. But this is what it is. It is like, hey, everything that you experience is a result of you attracting it into your life based on your vibration, right? And so if you want to raise your vibration to get, then you'll get the better things in your life. So to try to illustrate this point with an example that I'm just making up. You know, it, it's I'm just making it up for the sake of trying to illustrate my point, okay? So let's say that you want a new car for whatever reason you want a new car and you want to manifest this new car. You know, you want it to come into your experience easily, effortlessly, fun, like out of the blue. Wow, isn't this cool? I got a new car. I manifested it somehow. How did that work? It's amazing, right? This is what you attempt to do. So 
for the sake of my example, let's say we're going to give this a numeric scale. Let's say that right now, your current life circumstances, you're hovering, hovering around at a vibration of 10, you know, on whatever type of scale this is. Again, I'm making this up. You're hovering around at a vibration of 10. And that new car you want, that is at a vibration of 50. So you do all sorts of work, all the things that, that they teach you how to do to raise your vibration. There are things like gratitude journals and vision boards and, and, and um, scripting your day and meditating and, and all sorts of things that you can do to raise your vibration. Oh, and remember, the higher the vibration, the um, closer you're supposed to be to source energy. So in this process, theoretically, you're supposed to be feeling better, right? So raising your vibration is a synonym for feeling better, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. You know, it's a little foreshadowing of something to come, all right? So let's say you were currently at a lower vibration. I think I said 10. Again, I'm making this up off the cuff of my head. And cuff of my head. There you go. That's an expression. Um, and you want to get to vibration 50, which is your new car, right? So you're doing all of that work. And suddenly, ta-da, the skies have parted, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, you are at vibration 50. Does that mean you're gonna get the new car? No, not necessarily. All that means is that you are at vibration 50. There are a bajillion things in the universe that vibrate at vibration 50, you could attract all sorts of miraculous things into your life. You could you could attract a new job. You could manifest a vacation. You could manifest, you know, some great business opportunity. You could you could manifest um, a marriage proposal. You know, all sorts of wonderful things that are also at vibration fifty. Just because you made yourself available at to resonate at vibration fifty and your car also resonates at vibration 50, that does not necessarily mean that that car is the thing that is going, that the law of attraction is going to bring to you because you're suddenly at vibration 50. Those are the types of logical fallacies, the inconsistencies, the sand traps that people fall into because then look what happens, right? So, you're going to raise your vibration to vibration 50. And in raising your vibration, guess what? You get happier. You get closer to source energy. You are, you know, you're actually manifesting wonderful things because, you know, even if the even if the physical things have yet to uh, appear in your 3D experience, your experience is a better experience. And remember, you only want anything you want in life, including the body you want or the car in this particular example, because you think having that will make you happy. That's why you want that. So that journey to increase your vibrational frequency is a positive thing to do because it is making you happy. So in that respect, the law of attraction is a very positive experience in your life. It's a very good thing to be doing. But because of these misunderstandings and these fallacies in logic and how it can be taught or interpreted or implied or, you know, whatever, what happens is like, hey, I'm at, uh, I'm at vibration 50 and where's my car where, where 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 is it um i don't see it am i not at 50 yet oh my goodness am i not am i not at, am i not at 50 yet well um then, then then what am i doing wrong 
um, uh-oh, I, I'm, I, I must not be doing this right. Oh, well, that's a shame. Oh, well, then is there something wrong with me? Um, I just need to work harder. Oh, I just need to, to study more. Oh, oh. And then can you see how your vibration just starts to sink down and fall and plummet into the floor? Right. And then, you know, you start to feel bad about everything. So then even law of attraction in, isn't in, isn't ending up. <laughs> I can speak. Even law of attraction doesn't end up ultimately fulfilling you because the whole idea of law of attraction is supposed to easily and fun and manifest what you want. But none of this is easy or fun because you end up second guessing yourself and judging yourself because you're not you're not manifesting that thing you want. And you see other people saying that they're manifesting things and you have other people offering their testimony. And so does this work or does this not work? Well, if it works, then it must work all the time because a spiritual principle is either true or it's not. So it can't only work sometimes, sort of. It has to always work or it doesn't work. And then if it's not working with you, then the problem must be you. Then you must not be doing it right. And then you end up in a tizzy and a big mess, right? And, and I don't mean to to giggle. I mean it's awful. I have I have literally hand to God coached clients off the floor about this stuff because check this out. If 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 this principle, if this idea of how how it's taught is true, that you that whatever your whatever is in your circumstance is a result of your vibration, then that also means that it must be true that anything bad happens is your fault. And that is a very dangerous place to be. And that is something that I wholeheartedly do not believe. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You know, there is no rhyme or reason. You know, yes, the law of attraction is absolutely a true principle. And yes, you can absolutely use the law of attraction to help improve the quality of your life. But the fact that you create your reality and you do create your reality, my friends, does not mean that you can control your reality. That is a very big distinction. And that's another deep psychological component to all of this, because why would you want the power of manifestation anyway? So that you can control the outcome. Because if you can control bringing these things into your experience, then hey, you wouldn't ever have to be worried. You wouldn't ever have to be afraid. You wouldn't ever have to feel like you didn't have enough money. You wouldn't ever have to feel like you were unlovable. You wouldn't ever have to feel like you were undesirable or that you, you were unattractive or anything like that. Because you could, you could use this power of manifestation to control your reality so that you knew that you could always be safe, cared for, and happy. But all, but all of this, all of this is because you want to be happy. And your greatest power is an understanding that you can be happy right now without any of it. Right? Now, I promise this isn't some psychological trick. I, I want you to have the body that you want. You know, I, I want you to have the, the job, the finances, the love that you want, all of that stuff. All I'm doing here is pointing out how the law of attraction and its um, 
the logical fallacies that happen that get perpetuated and taught because of the misapplication of principles or because of the non-specificity of the language used can perpetuate the pain, shame, and drama that you're trying to heal (laughs) by using these principles in the first place, right? And so that's why with happy calories don't count, I don't even talk about law of attraction. I let law of attraction work through you on your behalf without you even thinking about it, because it's the thinking about it that often that often mucks things up, right? So let's get let's cut to the chase, right? Let's see how this works. All right. The law of attraction, despite it being a true principle, does not by itself or by definition get you out of diet drama land right? All, all of the anxiety, all of the pain, all the drama, all the, the good food, bad food, the right food, the wrong food, the exercise more, the, the gain weight anyway, the, the I'm, I'm hungry, I need to listen to my body, I have no willpower, I have no control, I, I'm a slave to some external authority. All of that drama doesn't get cleaned up with law of attraction because law of attraction just says that you know, you, you don't have to work hard that you can manifest your dream body just by, you know, visualizing your dream body and holding that vision and feeling what it would feel like if you felt like you looked good and felt good in your body and you had that emotional connection to it. Um, and that you, then you really can eat ice cream if you want to eat ice cream, but you don't really believe it because you're still stuck in diet drama land. Right? So happy calories don't count does use principles of law of attraction within the model, but that's not the focus. The focus of happy calories don't count is to get you out of diet drama land. Because when you're out of diet drama land, then all of those spiritual principles can work on your behalf without you even knowing it or recognizing it or thinking about it, right? It is the diet and exercise model itself that is the source of all the pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight. It is the diet and exercise model itself that creates the frustration, that creates the separation from self, that creates the the unfunness of trying to optimize your health and well-being. And because of that, it's the diet and exercise model itself that sends you looking for spiritual principles to be a workaround. So we don't need to try to use spiritual principles as a workaround. What we need to do is get rid of the diet and exercise model, right? The diet and exercise model is the root of all pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction. I've already said it. I'm going to keep saying it again because it is, it is the drum I need to keep beating. The diet and exercise model is the root of all pain, shame, drama, and dysfunction around food, exercise, your body, and your weight for two primary reasons. Reason number one, the diet and exercise model sets up the idea that you have to pay a price to eat. And we all know the price, right? It's exercise or weight gain. And it's this idea that creates all of the food crazies. All of the drama, all of the bargaining, all of the swapping, all of the I can't eat this. Ooh, but I want to eat that. Oh, I'll have to make up for it later. I'll, I'll skip dinner. No, I'll run an extra 20 minutes on the treadmill. All of that craziness can be 
drilled back down can be reverse engineered back to that idea that you have to pay a price to eat, which is a logical conclusion of the diet and exercise model. The other thing the diet and exercise model does is suggest that it's your fault, right? If you're not the size or shape you want to be, that diet and exercise model suggests that you're at best unmotivated or undisciplined. At worst, you're lazy or you're stupid because everybody knows what to do to lose weight, right? It's just diet and exercise. It's just eat less, move more. It's just eat the right thing, do the right kind of exercise. Don't eat food that's bad for you. Don't lie around the couch. You know, eat less, move more, diet and exercise. That's how you create the results. And if you're not creating the results, it's your fault because you're lazy. That's the piece that creates all of the shame. The shame and drama and dysfunction that we have about our bodies and our weight. But just like the law of attraction, create your reality, control your reality, there is a logical fallacy here. Yes, you are absolutely responsible for what you eat and what you do for exercise. Absolutely. But the fact that you are responsible for what you eat and what you do for exercise does not mean that you can therefore control your weight, and your shape through diet and exercise, right? That's the fallacy right there. And that's the thing that, you know, one of two things is probably happening right now, right? So either, woohoo, this is the most wonderful, miraculous thing you've ever heard. You know, literally weight is falling off your shoulders, you know, metaphorically. Oh, my gosh. Um, I it's not my fault. The sun is, is the, the sun is shining. It's 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 miraculous. Everything is gravy. Everything's beautiful. Um, or you're completely freaking out. <laughs> right. Because if I can't control my body and my weight through diet and exercise, oh, my God, how can I make sure I lose the 10 pounds? Right. Well, if diet and exercise worked. You would have lost the 10 pounds and you wouldn't be listening to this, right? So happy calories don't count is all about breaking free of that model. That model is transaction-based and it is flawed. It is, there are logical fallacies within that whole idea. And unfortunately, that underlying idea is at the heart of all of the marketing all of the weight loss programs, all of the health programs in the entire country. And so it is so hard to not think in those terms. And that's why we have step one. Step one is embrace a model of alignment. Now, I can have an entire podcast. I think I have. <laughs> um, I've, I've taught entire workshops on this one step alone, embrace a model of alignment. And what that means is that your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions are consistent. They're congruent. So you're congruent with yourself. You're in harmony with yourself. And if you've um, taken my quick start classes or any of my other on-demand courses, or you've um, read Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, you have the images of those rings where it's, it's a literal metaphor. Like I'm literally talking about the alignment of these metaphorical pieces and parts of you. And that when you are literally aligned in this metaphor, the power of, of universal life force, source energy, whatever you can call it, prana, chi, the Tao, it can flow through you powerfully and effectively on your behalf. All right. 
But the point, without getting into the weeds of step one, is that we need step one so that we're not in diet drama land. You know, our minds abhor a vacuum. So I can't just tell you the diet and exercise model, it's flawed, it doesn't exist. I have to give you something else to think about. And that's step one. Step two is to connect with your body. To build an honest-to-goodness relationship with your body, your body is a complex system of divine intelligence that knows at each and every moment what to do to optimize its health, vitality, well-being, beauty, and joy. It is communicating this information to you all the time. And the only reason you're not listening to it is because you've got the diet and exercise model stuck in your head. So that's why step one has to come before step two. Step three is to enjoy your food. Because like, hey, why wouldn't you enjoy your food? Well, you only wouldn't enjoy your food if you thought you had to pay a price for it later or if you thought you were going to if you thought it was going to make you feel guilty. You know, and those, again, are a sure sign that you're in the diet and exercise model. Hey, what does law of attraction tell you to do? It tells you just to, you know, enjoy what you eat. But how can you enjoy what you eat? Like, that's one of the reasons it's so hard for you to reconcile the law of attraction with weight loss is because you're trying to use law of attraction within the context of the diet and exercise model, and that will not work. To be able to effectively reap the benefits of law of attraction, you have to be using a different underlying base model. And happy calories don't count is a completely different underlying base model. Step four is to exercise every day, but that has nothing at all to do with burning calories or losing weight. That is about learning how to become embodied. Happy calories don't count is a relationship-based approach, a relationship-based model. And in the context of a relationship-based model, daily exercise is like a date with your body. It's where you get to learn what it feels like to work a muscle, stretch a muscle, deep breathe, uh, stretch, uh, all of that stuff to learn how to become embodied. What does it feel like to be in your body through movement? And guess what? Once you're embodied, then you instinctively know what to eat, how much to eat, and when. You don't have to worry about the head games. You don't even have to worry about raising your vibration, right? Step five is the ultimate radical departure in personal development. Because everybody, when it comes to weight loss specifically, uses the principles and tools of personal development to help them stay on a diet or an exercise program, right? And even if you're including law of attraction in the personal development state space, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to understand these principles and use these tools and techniques to be successful in the diet and exercise model. That is the root of everything. We need to change the underlying base model. So in the happy calories don't count approach, yes, by all means, we have to have personal development. But all of those skills and tools, including the law of attraction, are used to help you navigate life's challenges because, you know, something, sometimes bad things happen to good people, to navigate life's up and ups and downs in a way that those daily challenges do not interfere with the relationship you have with your body. So if you've read the book, Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, there's a section in there about this idea of alignment and about the idea that in law of attraction land, you know, source energy is the be-all, end-all. You're trying to raise your vibration as high as you can 
towards source energy because the the further the further up the emotional scale you are, the higher your vibration, well, then you're attracting all sorts of wonderful things into your life, all sorts of wonderful experiences into your life because you're so close to source energy. Well, like I've been alluding to this entire episode, thinking in those terms can lead you into sand traps and mind traps that can that can leave you stuck. And instead, if you think about the model of alignment, you get your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions, and if we're talking about weight loss, specifically the actions around food and exercise, in harmony, in alignment, you're congruent with yourself, then you have the power of source energy running through you unobstructedly, powerfully, effectively. In this state, you are literally vibrating with source energy. And so at that point, you have what you want, that happiness. And all of those other things, like the body, or the proposal, or the money, or the car, or whatever it is that you want, when they come into your existence, they're bonus miracles, because you have what you really wanted all along, which was the happiness. Okay, so I'm sure that I could continue to speak on this for hours. I should probably write a book on this topic um, because this does come up a lot. And there are a lot of little, you know, psychologically speaking, you know, the energy around the idea of manifestation. Um, I, I hear a lot of of people trying to make things work in in a model in which they can't try to figure out how to believe that it really works because they're still trying to do everything from within the context of the diet and exercise model. So just know that when it comes to your body specifically, you know, happy calories don't count allows the law of attraction to work effectively and unobstructively without you even thinking about it. You know, you just work the steps of happy calories don't count. You will find freedom from food issue from food issues. You will have that peace. You will have that joy. You will feel better, which is what all of this is about anyway. But then you will also find that place of optimization with your body. Your body knows what to do. And by by connecting with your body and following the path that is your path alone, because it is guided to you through your body, through spirit. You will create the body and life you love in the most peaceful, enjoyable, quickest way possible because, hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? So if I'm thinking about something called manifestation, this is how I would approach it. So you, my friends, have a super, super happy day. If you have any questions at all, do not hesitate to reach out. You can always find me at carmelaromalia.com. And if you can't spell my name, that's totally cool. You can find me at happycaloriesdon'tcount.com. And if you don't have enough energy to type out the don't count, you can also find me at happycaloriesdon'tcount.com. Alrighty, so I know you can do this. You can be free and happy. You can have freedom from all of the food drama. You can enjoy your life and you can feel good in your body and about your body. You can create a body and a life you love. And I am here to support you every step of the way. Take good care and I will see you next time. Bye. 
If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, carmelaramalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care.